Hey, what's it really like? What really happens when you start changing company processes, start changing people's work lives? Have I got a story for you coming right up? Hey, welcome to Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf, and today is part of our book launch for Performer Parish, the 30-day race to save a company. I've got a story for you. You may wonder, oh, maybe not so wonder anymore. You know, 2020, the great lockdown, really gave you and a lot of other business owners a taste of what it's like when change gets forced on you, right? We all pivoted, pivoted again, pivoted again, pivoted again. To continue to work out, you know, how do we survive? How do we compete in the constantly changing environment? It's, it's really traumatic, right? When things change a lot, and at times they have to radically change in order for your business to be viable, in order to seize an opportunity. You know, it's not always a negative. Actually, most of the time, it's a positive. Some opportunity comes up, and you know what? Bam! You got to ask, fa act, fa <laughs> you got to ask fast, and you got to act fast, right? In order to be able to seize the opportunity to deliver on it, right? You, you get a big contract that you worked hard for. An example of seizing the opportunity, following it through. Now you got the second big problem, which is deliver on that contract. Well, in in um, Performer Parish, I touch on the the reality of making changes in companies. Now, through I worked with a lot of different companies over the years, from milling wood, right? Raw lumber to turn it into really beautiful milled product for, I'll leave that for that client to tell their story, but that's a mature technology was involved with the design of launch systems. Hey, shout out to my colleagues that are now at SpaceX. It's in that there's a common thread. When you make changes, the corporate ease sanitized version is it creates friction right? It's friction because now what someone has done sometimes for 10 years or more, 20 years is going to suddenly change. It's a lot of fear around it. It's like asking somebody to jump off of a bridge. You ever been bungee jumping? If not, you, you need to give me a call. We'll go to my favorite place in the mountains above Los Angeles, where it's the trail that's even more dangerous than jumping off the bridge. Here's the thing. When you ask someone to do something different at some level, you are creating the same emotional response for them deep down in their cells, deep down in their DNA, the same emotional response as if you were asking them to jump off of a bridge. The intensity of it is what drives their reaction to the change that you are leading. And even when they're on board with you, this is still, you got to understand, this is what's going on inside, in their hearts. It's just a human response. There's a lot of fear. There is a lot of frustration. There's you have unknown. It's not clear. There's not certainty yet because the change isn't completed. They haven't got the training yet that they need. They haven't tested it yet so they can see, ah, okay, hands-on. This really does work. <sighs> okay, I can relax a little bit and now focus more on, on how we make this happen. So in, in two of the cases... And I'm going to talk to one because this comes, this is touched on in the book. It's actually more than just touched on in a book, but I'll give you a teaser. No spoilers, but I will give you a teaser. There's two instances where I had credible threat to life and limb 
as part of leading change within companies. One was at a Fortune 100 company. That's not part of uh, this story. It's not part of the, the Performer Parish book. So we'll save that for another time. In this particular case, there was a uh, team leader, should we say, from one of the teams within the company that uh, took it upon themselves with a couple other people to do what they could to stop the changes that were being made, that were being led by me. And it was very much the visible face, if you will. Yeah, I got a face for radio, but in this case, it was the face of the changes being made. And that was purposeful because that gave an outside third party that everybody could vent at, that the frustration could be pushed towards, the fear could be pushed towards. Now think about this. When you're in a leadership role, are you mindfully stepping up to the plate to do something like that. Because if you're not, you're likely going to be surprised with it. You need to be aware of that. Think through how much of the role you are playing is going to attract the emotional turmoil that people are dealing with while they are working with you, alongside you, smiling and happily saying, sure, let's do that. They're still struggling with emotions. And sometimes that's going to erupt in your direction. And in this particular case, the, um, this small group of people, I won't call them a team gang, maybe, but let's not go there either. Let's just call them a small group of people decided that the best way to stop the change would be to eliminate the person that was the visible face of making the change. So they took steps to do something that would have, um, at the very least harmed body and limb, if not worse, could have been a permanent stop to the change, or at least my leadership in it. Fortunately, between other experiences, this was after, so this was the second time that in a business setting I had come across something like this. What they didn't know is it was the second time. So it made it easier to see what the people that put me in that position the first time didn't know is that wasn't my first rodeo either. Those stories are for another time. Maybe we'll have a drink and talk about that sometime. <laughs> it's an inside joke because I don't drink. Uh, well, coffee, water, you know, things like that. So, but probably not what you were thinking when I said drink. Let me get back to the point here. I saw it coming. I knew what they, you know, I could see what they were doing. Their behavior gave away the game early on. And because of the way that they set it up, it was very clear what was happening before it became something that was, that was um, debilitating. I'll just leave it at that because if you want to, if you want to hear more, ask me questions about it after you've read the book. It's in the book. The story's there. It's, it's touched on a couple of times in different parts of the book. Pick that up, then come back, and I'll be happy to ask questions. If you know if we're in a private one-on-one -on -one setting, probably be able to give a lot more in-depth uh, response than if it's in a public setting, but I won't shy away from the question because this is the reality of what you're up against. You need to understand this. When you are leading these types of efforts, when you are leading, even when it's your company, when you're leading this type of stuff, uh, when you're leading major changes, when you're disrupting people's lives, you could you can get these types of pressures. It could come from suppliers. Hey, it might even come from a customer. The Fortune 100 company that I worked at that I experienced this, it came from management. It wasn't from, and it, you know, <laughs> I had crossed, I had crossed picket lines. I had, you know, there was a union strike when I started that, the first part of that project, which ended up being a multi-year assignment with that company. And, uh, you know, so we started out on, on kind of a rocky road, but with mutual respect. You might think, 
hey, maybe that would be the direction that something like that would come from. You get a big, that was a big industrial company, big Fortune 100 company, multiple, multiple different unions. So perhaps something maybe got a little out of shape, you know, went a little sideways with, with one, of the, one of the union organizations. That really wasn't where it came from. We have deep mutual respect, uh, especially for those that were, that were building product. It came from a different direction. But because of that, it made it easier for me to see when at this in this organization, in the book, as we talked about in the book, which was a lot smaller than a Fortune 100 company, it was a little bit easier to see, easier to deal with. And you just have to understand, you'll get this, this type of blowback, if you will, pushback, not this extreme. I just have an example. I have the advantage of being able to give you an extreme example to call your attention to something that always exists and you have to deal with it. And this is part of your journey as a leader being able to develop your EQ, right? They talk about our emotional quotient. I don't know about you, but uh, you, you may find this shocking, but I was rather a hothead as a young man. Just just saying, just saying. Now, the fact that I've been riding a Harley since I was in my early teens um, may have something to, you know, may give you a leading indicator on what my personality was like, but I was always rebellious and pretty... I'm a recovering engineer, so let's just say that things were pretty, you know, hard drawn for me in a lot of ways, black and white. I've learned to live in the gray more. But it's still, leadership is a very personal journey because you need to have the groundedness in who you are to be flexible while holding the line, knowing where you can flex, knowing what you got to hold. You, know, you have to hold your mission. You have to be flexible on how you get there so that the people you have brought around you can unleash their talent on solving the issues that come up, the problems that come up while you're implementing the plans that you have together created. And I don't want to get too far off from the story I started out with. You may have physical, you know, people become physical with you over some of the things that you want to change because you're messing with their futures. You're messing with their families. Um, you know, with, with, let me back that up a step. You're, you're messing with their perception of their ability to care for them families, for their families, to care for themselves, food, basics, food, clothing, shelter, especially in today's environment. We're back into, you know, in a rough economy. Still, it's going to be that way for several years into the future. All the smart money, all the big, you know, look around and see if anybody's talking about the economy being rosy. Things are great. It's easy street. Boom times. Uh-uh. Not happening. It's turbulent. There are some areas that are doing really good, others doing really hard. Generally speaking, we're still in the turmoil that started with the great lockdown of 2020 and the chaos that that created in your business, in your marketplace, and many others. So understand that you need to deal with this, work on your emotional quotient, because the, the greatest predictor of success as a leader is EQ, right? It's how emotionally developed are we, how mature, excuse me, our parents' generation would have said, so that, that's just being mature. It's just not being a teenager anymore. Right. So we need to continue to evolve along those lines. So in order to be able to lead more effectively, to work with people more effectively, protect the people that, that we're responsible for as well. Right. Because if someone's really going sideways emotionally, that can affect you or other people. So check the book. You know, today we're running, uh, this is the launch, the official launch of it. Those of you that pre-ordered, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're included in the offer that we have for the VIP pass to the AI for business leaders in June. And if you bought today or haven't bought yet, go to the link that's in the description 
for this for for this episode and click on it it'll take you right to the amazon.com page grab a kindle copy it's only 99 cents there's great information in there really believe this will be helpful to you grab a copy read some of it put a review out what do you think if it's not you know here's your chance to really drag me over to Kohl's if you think it's a waste of your 99 cents I don't think that'll be true. I think there's thousands of dollars, millions of dollars worth of helpful information in that book. Plus the bonuses that are linked in the back of the book, plus the launch day bonus that we added of when you write the review in the comments in the below the description here, let me know what review was yours, you know, what your name is on the review. So be willing to own it. If it's not, if it's a negative review, I'm, I'm not going to be thrilled with that, but you know what? It's good feedback. That gives me something to work on. If it's a positive review, it still gives me something to work on. I learned from both. Hopefully it's a positive review. I think it will be. Let me know what your, what review was yours. And I will make sure we get a, a VIP pass for the AI uh, for business leaders. That's coming up in June. That's a 497 value all on its own. And uh, we're more than happy to have you as a VIP guest. To that event there's going to be a lot more good information there we'll talk some more about that coming up in the future especially once you get your vip pass we'll have uh, much much more info that we'll be releasing it's really just for the NT the attendees overall that event that you're getting the vip pass for is by invitation only so there's not a lot of public information out for that once you get your pass then we'll then we'll uh let you in backstage so to speak so think of it as a vip backstage pass so that's it. That's the reality. Check it in the book. There's more on that story, the reality of what it's like when you have people come at you to try to take you out of the equation so that the change that you are leading doesn't happen because it's threatening their rice bowl. As I like to say, it's you know threatening their perception of how they can provide food, clothing, and shelter for themselves and their family. So you need to be mindful of that when leading change. Thanks for being part of the conversation. Thanks for being part of our launch day celebration. I'm Wolf. This is Wolf's Watch. I will see you on the trail.